Hi guys, welcome back to Typically Peachy. I hope that everyone is having a great week. I'm doing really well. My week has been very short because like I told you guys last week, I took this past Tuesday off and Monday was 4th of July and it's almost the weekend so I am ecstatic about that. This past weekend, it was my best friend's wedding. It was so beautiful, so amazing. It seriously was like a fairy tale. It was at a beautiful venue outdoor. There were horses there. She came in on a carriage. So gorgeous, picture perfect. It was so much fun. I loved spending time with her family, with my family. It felt like a mini vacation because it was in North Carolina. Overall, such a spectacular weekend. Then we came back and just simply relaxed. We watched so much TV. I am re-watching Mad Men, which I am so excited about. I've already talked to you guys about this show before, but the first time that I watched it, I watched it by myself. And now my boyfriend is watching it with me, and it has been so fun to re-watch. When a show is so good, sometimes I feel like the second time watching it can be even better than the first. That's how I'm feeling right now. Every single time that an episode ends, I am so excited to start the next one. So that's been consuming a chunk of our time. Other than that, we have just been trying to find some time to spend outside in the summer sun, which I feel like as soon as I get outside, it always lifts my spirits, which I kind of needed that a little bit. After seeing all of my family, so many of my friends, I'm kind of feeling a bit of a withdrawal right now. I miss all of them so much, but I'm trying to keep my head up high. Remember that I will see them again very, very soon. That's really it for what's new with me, so let's get right in to what's hot this week. First up is a story that my uncle actually sent to me, a very exciting one about one of my favorite celebrities. According to the New York Post, Rihanna is now America's youngest self-made billionaire, Boots Kardashian. New York Post writes, The 34-year-old singer recently made Forbes' annual list of America's richest self-made women for the third year in a row, ranking 21st overall. She's the only billionaire under 40 on the list. The next youngest billionaire on the Forbes list is Kim Kardashian, 41, who has a net worth of $1.8 billion. Kylie Jenner, who is the youngest non-billionaire on the list at age 24, was crowned Forbes' youngest self-made billionaire in 2018, only to have the title taken away after recalculation of her net worth. Her net worth is currently $600 million. Rihanna's net worth is now $1.4 billion, which is only partly from her successful music career. While she is the top-selling digital artist of all time, her catalog is not as lucrative as it might be since she has relatively few songwriting credits. In 2016, the year she dropped her last studio album, Anti, she made an estimated $22.3 million from her music. The accompanying tour also generated more than $110 million in revenue. Rather, most of her wealth comes from her entrepreneurial endeavors, including Fenty Beauty and Savage X Fenty. In March, Bloomberg reported Savage X Fenty lingerie company was working with advisors on an initial public offering that could value the company at $3 billion or more. That's up from the company's $1 billion valuation in February 2021. Rihanna owns 30% of that company. The nine-time Grammy Award winner also owns 50% of Fenty Beauty, which launched in 2017 and brought in $550 million in revenue in 2020. 
French luxury conglomerate LVMH owns the other half of the company. Fenty Beauty is reportedly worth $2.8 billion. And, according to Forbes, Rihanna's stake in the fastest-growing cosmetics company comprises the majority of her fortune. The star also has an impressive real estate portfolio, including a $13.75 million Beverly Hills compound she purchased last year, followed by a neighboring property she picked up for $10 million just months later. She also has a rental property in the Hollywood Hills. She paid $6.8 million for it in 2017, as well as a, quote, stalker-proof condominium in LA's Century Towers. In addition, she owns a residence at the exclusive One Sandy Lane Resort on her home island of Barbados, for which she reportedly paid $22 million. The mogul is also using her fortune to do good. In 2012, the Love on the Brain singer started a philanthropy fund called the Clara Lionel Foundation, CLF, aiming to support and fund groundbreaking education and climate resilience initiatives. A year after the foundation was launched, the Fenty Beauty CEO held two lipstick campaigns with MAC Cosmetics, raising $60 million to benefit women and children affected by HIV-AIDS. In February 2020, CLF was named one of the world's most innovative not-for-profit companies by Fast Company. New York Post also comments that Rihanna's main focus isn't the money. In 2019, she told the New York Times, quote, I never thought I'd make this much money so a number is not going to stop me from working. I loved hearing this news for multiple reasons. Like I said, Rihanna is one of my favorite celebrities. I just think that she is so innovative. She is constantly changing her path and being incredibly successful in it. I love her beauty line. She has one of my favorite lip glosses of all time. I love her music, and Savage X Fenty seems like they're doing amazing things. All around, I just think that it makes so much sense that she's so successful. And it's very interesting to hear where she stacks up against people making similar amounts of money. And honestly, instead of pinning the Kardashians against Rihanna in this way, I just want to say, I think it allows them to motivate each other. It definitely motivates me. Granted, I understand that I am not up to that level of financial success yet. Emphasis on the yet but maybe one day I'll be competing with them, and if that were the case, I would be honored to be within the same conversation as them. A girl can dream. I love hearing about people's net worths because I think it's fascinating knowing what companies, what businesses, what avenues, what professions get you to that level of wealth. And of course, there's more to it. Rihanna, she's a celebrity, so she did have money from her tours, from her music. But for her companies to now be as successful as they are, for her to not even need to continue to make music, to rise her to this amount of financial success, is so interesting to me. There's clearly money in the spaces that she's in. And the product, the marketing, everything involved has led these companies to thrive and to thrive as long as they have. They're not brand new companies. So to see that there is some longevity in it, obviously they haven't been around as long as some other brands in the space. But this is clearly a great start for companies that are no longer in that one to two year window of being fresh and new. People know the brands, they love the brands, they trust the brands, and they're coming back for more. Which is clearly seen based on everything this article just told us. Congrats to Rihanna, in my eyes, so well deserved. Alright guys, let's move on to our next What's Hot story. 
According to The Hollywood Reporter, Beauty and the Beast gets ABC live treatment for 30th anniversary. The Disney-backed broadcast network is making a two-hour live-action animated special that will feature a new cast and air December 15th on the broadcast network. John M. Chu, known for In the Heights and Wicked, is on the board to executive produce the project, which will be directed by Hamish Hamilton. The latter is best known for helming award shows including the Emmys and Grammys, as well as the Super Bowl halftime show, ABC's The Little Mermaid Live, and a pair of Disney's quarantine-era sing-alongs. The special will be available to stream on December 16th on Disney+. This special will feature never-before-seen musical performances, new sets, and costumes inspired by the classic story. Each performance, ABC says, will pay homage to the original animated favorite while adding to its iconic story. Songs from the original animated classic will be performed in front of a live audience at Disney Studios. Chu said, Beauty and the Beast was always a game-changing cinematic experience for me. When the animated movie came out, I watched it multiple times in the first weekend. It showed me the outer limits of what animated artists and storytellers could achieve. So the fact that I get to executive produce a tribute to all the creatives that made this masterpiece through our Electric Somewhere company is a dream I didn't even think was possible. With world-class creatives and talent to reinterpret the classical musical numbers with a few surprises, I can't wait for the audiences, in person and at home, to experience what we have in store for them. It's a true celebration of creativity. I would say that I'm excited for this one. I like that they're doing this specifically for Beauty and the Beast's 30th anniversary. It makes it feel a little bit more special and not just like any of the other live performances. And this one is such a classic, so fun to see on screen and off screen. So I feel like the live treatment of it is going to be really fun to watch. I will say I have not loved all of the live ones that they have done in the past. It has kind of been hit or miss, but I do like that it's kind of an event. Although I probably won't be able to watch it live, I'm probably going to have to watch it on December 16th or later on Disney+, Plus, which is fine. It's recorded as a live event, so basically the same thing. I'm curious to see if I like it. Fun fact, I was in Beauty and the Beast, the musical, when I was in school. I was a cheese grater, a village person, and a blind mouse. Phenomenal experience. I have to say, my favorite part about it was wearing the costumes, which absolutely tracks for me now, and is definitely something that I'm going to be looking out for in this live-action animated special. Again, if you want to watch it, it will be on December 15th on Broadcast Network, or it will be available to stream on December 16th on Disney+. Alright guys, that's all I got for what's hot. Now let's get right into what's good. First up on the list is a movie, one that I recently watched. It is called Bad Education. It is a drama, and here's your summary. A Long Island school superintendent and his assistant are credited with bringing the district unprecedented prestige. Frank is a master of positive messaging. Whether before an audience or community leaders, or in an office with a concerned student or parent, that changes when a student reporter uncovers an embezzlement scheme of epic proportions, prompting Frank to devise an elaborate cover-up. 
The cast includes Hugh Jackman and Allison Janney. Okay, I thought that this movie was so fascinating. How invested these people are with their jobs. It almost feels highly dramatized. They're just so obsessed with the prestige of their school. And they lay out reasonings why. But it just seems a little bit off how completely obsessed they are. The characters are also very interesting, very dynamic, a lot going on, not just at school, but also at home. I mean, obviously, the summary told you there's an embezzlement scandal involved, so clearly a lot's going on, but more than you would even think from what you can see on the surface, which is the best kind of movie in my opinion when there's more to uncover, more to learn about characters, and deeper motivations behind every decision that they make. And, apparently, parts of this story are true. Not the whole thing, I guess it was just based off a real-life scandal. But still, you know how we feel here about an element of truth in the things that we watch. It makes me so much more invested. If the description of this sounded at all interesting to you, or you just like the actors involved, check it out. Again, it's called Bad Education, and it's on HBO Max. Alright guys, next up for what's good, I have two things that I got from a company that I feel like I have not shopped at in a long time, but I've revisited it and I feel like a lot of people have as well, and this company is Abercrombie. And I have some denim for you guys. Everyone kept telling me Abercrombie denim, so good, so good, so good, which is actually really funny because when I was younger, I used to exclusively shop for my jeans at Abercrombie Kids. So I feel like I'm just going back to my younger self, but leveling it up at Abercrombie and Fitch. I think it would be a little weird if I still shopped at Abercrombie Kids. I will say, though, that it used to be called Abercrombie. They added the kids on there, okay? When I used to shop there, it didn't even say kids. That's a semi-recent addition. Anyway, I digress. I got two pairs of jeans. I am very excited about both of them. And they are actually both the exact same style. They're the 90s straight ultra high rise and I got one in a classic light denim color and then the second one I got in a white color. So a classic and one a little bit different. I love white jeans. I'm always scared that I'm going to spill on them but I think that they look so cute and they had one pair left and they were in my size so it felt like I had to. Both of these super flattering on what people have told me and what my younger self already knew. This denim is great. So if you're in the need for a new pair of jeans, because you can still wear jeans in the summer, guys. Don't be fooled. Jeans and a cute little crop top or t-shirt and some mules. Adorable. And last up for what's good, your song won this week. It's called North and it's by Fly By Midnight. You can find it on the playlist, Typically Peachy, What's Good, on Spotify. Alright everybody, last up for this episode, need to know basis, let's get right into it. This past weekend, this past wedding that I went to, being there for my best friend that I've known for so many years, it really got me reflecting a lot about how many stages our friendship has gone through. And this really got me in my feels, I'm not gonna lie. I really started to think about our friendship together. And it makes me emotional to think about because we really have grown up together. 
we have gone through so many things in life side by side and it's something that I wanted to talk about because I think it's an important thing to remember that friendships like this, one, can exist whether they start now and last well into your 80s or whether they're one of your childhood best friends and still last well into your 80s. The idea of a long-term friendship is so incredibly special. And I think that sometimes we get very consumed with the idea of meeting new people and expanding our network and befriending as many people as we can, especially when you're younger, I think. Within that 20s, maybe 30 range, of course, I don't really know beyond that because I'm still in my 20s. But I feel like right now, and years a little bit younger than me, have a sense of just knowing so many people. And knowing people can be great, you know? Like, I am a huge fan of networking. I'm a huge fan of outreach. But when it comes to friendships, I am a strong, strong believer of quality over quantity. There's no way that 20 people, even 10 people, are going to be able to know you, understand you, care about you the same way as your, I don't know, five best friends will. Maybe less than that, maybe three, maybe two, maybe one. Honestly, the smaller it gets, it's not worse in my opinion. It just could be the case. Maybe you have one or two amazing best friends that you can count on, and I mean really count on, like people that would drop what they're doing for you, people that check in on you, people that care about growing alongside you. Those people are so special. Those friendships are so special. And maybe listening to this, you're thinking about those people in your life. And you're like, yeah, definitely, I have those people. I know who they are. If you do feel like you have those people right now, I challenge you to go just send them a message. Tell them you love them. Tell them you're grateful for your friendship with them. Sometimes it's nice to remind the people that you care about the most how much you care about them. And then remind yourself how rare that is. This is the thing that I was thinking about the most when I was reflecting on my friendship with her. The rarity and how cool it is that not only how much we've been through together, but the stages of life that we've been through. The fact that I was just standing beside her on her wedding day. Like, think about that, okay? I was 10 years old when I met this girl. 10 years old. Having fun little sleepovers, shopping together, spending so much time together, being attached at the hip, going on trips together, getting in trouble together, figuring life out together, figuring loss out together. So many of these huge moments in my life and so many of the small moments of my life, she's been there for, and vice versa, the good, the bad, the ugly. And I find that those types of relationships, they're sometimes hard to explain to people that have never had a friendship like it, but I think the best way to describe it is that it's basically like a sibling relationship, especially when you've known each other for that long of time. It's essentially the same thing, the only difference is that you didn't grow up in the same house. But in the case of me and her, it kind of feels like we did. We were at each other's houses all the time. 
but it's that kind of a thing. Sharing so much of the same with somebody is really unique. But I think what's even more unique than that is being able to bloom that friendship over time. There's a world that once I left for college, once she left for college, once we were no longer in the same place, attached at the hip, there was a very real possibility that our friendship would just fizzle out, that we would no longer have that kind of a sibling relationship. But that's where focusing on quality over quantity comes into play. That's where the importance of giving your energy to the people that you care most about in your life makes the most impact. That's the make it or break it kind of stuff. If you're putting most of your energy towards meeting new people, expanding your horizons, trying new things, which by the way is a totally great thing to do too, but if you're putting all of your energy into it and forgetting to set aside energy for the people that have always been there for you, that's where you lose those quality people. Maintaining friendships that are a dime a dozen, they take time, but they are so incredibly worth it. And maybe you don't have a friendship like the one that I'm talking about right now, but there's a possibility to start a friendship like this tomorrow that goes on until the rest of your life. Because it's not like we're just changing from 10 to 25. Of course, we change a lot from 10 to 25, but we also change a lot from 25 to 45, from 45 to 65, from 65 to 85. We're constantly changing, we're constantly evolving, we're constantly dealing with new obstacles, new development, new exciting things in our lives, new terrible things in our lives. It's ups and downs constantly. And I sincerely hope, and trust me, I'm making it one of my life goals to keep the friendships that I have right now, the ones that are like family to me, all the way through to the rest of my life extremely long-lasting, a perennial bloom. Keep growing, keep evolving my friendships, and keep being there for one another. If this past weekend has shown me anything, it has shown me how extremely grateful I am. On the left of me, getting married, was my best friend. And on the right of me, standing beside me as co-maid of honor, was my other best friend. Standing up there, literally in the middle of both of them, I could seriously cry thinking just about how much we've gone through and how proud I am to call them my best friends. Find your people, hold on to each other tight every single step of the way. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope that you have an amazing rest of your week, a fantastic weekend. Spend some time with the people that you love. Say something nice to a stranger. Prioritize the perennial bloom of your friendships. And don't forget to stay peachy, my friends.